Hey, everybody, we're back with part two of my conversation with my friend Brian. We're in an inner healing series, and part two was just this kind of side conversation almost about how I'm really into church health, and I'm currently geeking out about what a healthy church looks like. I'm reading books like A Church Called Tove and listening to podcasts about healthy leadership, real shepherding, and kind of pushing against the North American evangelical megachurch ethos that has gotten really celebrity-focused and performance-oriented. So it was cool to chat with somebody who understood what I was referring to with all that leadership health stuff, because Brian's someone who geeks out about that too. And if you are someone who's maybe, maybe you feel that it's daunting to even think about looking for a new church, maybe you've been through some hard things at your previous faith community in whatever regard, this might be an, uh, an episode that's relevant to you and maybe you'll relate with us as well. We talk about some of the things we would look for when the time comes to try and join up with a church again. I'm currently part of a church plant, so I do have a church community that's really refreshing and small and filled with a group of people who's super serious about like their faith walk and they love the Bible and it's a very loving, diverse, amazing group of people that just feels really refreshing and it feels safe because I know the lead pastor. I've known him for a long time and I'm really excited that he's planting and that I get to help out with him for however long. So just a side note, because I didn't mention that in the episode. I'm part of a church family, don't worry. Anyway, I know it may seem like a little bit of a stretch to be talking about this in an inner healing conversation, but it's actually super relevant to a lot of people who are just struggling to find the right faith community after COVID and everything like that. But yeah, that's what this part is about. So keep listening if you feel like it's relevant to you. Do you think that ministry jobs carry specific hurts or any tricky type of wounds or do you think it's every job i don't know yeah i mean people are people in any job but there's a certain expectation of being uh, a pastor a ministry worker leader there's a, a expectation put on you yeah maybe by the world but more so those the congregants and people who call that place their church and staff it's it's cool and it's unique like there's aspects of it that i miss it just planning a service evaling a service or even you know doing a, a team meeting and thinking about goals and projects like that team aspect is something I, I truly miss and that I think is really cool and unique in the ministry world where you're around mostly like-minded people who mostly care about each other and love God. And yeah, you don't see that in every other role. Yeah. Which is neat. But then it opens you up to <laughs> the downside is it opens you up to if one of those people ends up being an asshole, <laughs> it's trickier, right? Than if you just worked at some random office where you could like ignore them. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I'm not 
thinking of any specific assholes when I bring this up. Oh, I don't want no, people there's... to read into like, like I'm not like implying that there was some particular person on our team. Right. I'm just saying it. The situation of being working closely and caring, and and it, people's lives being involved, it's awesome and it's meaningful. But then, isn't it also scarier because yeah. it could go south like in more tricky ways? That's all I'm saying. Like, no, yeah, no. There's been a few assholes for sure. And, <laughs> probably yeah and I'm i might sure, have been one of them I'm, I, I was just gonna say <laughs> yeah. i'm sure i'm one of yeah. them to, i probably was an asshole to some people or to, yeah there's some things i wish that i could take back and oh, like, same. Yeah. I, I wish i would have led better through or said differently but wh- whatever you gotta you gotta not stay there right but um like if we're talking about healing we're talking about in the context of working at a church in a ministry setting like if i had to sum it up for me personally like there's a silent suffering in it meaning there's an expectation of how you ought to be and lead and how you ought to agree where there's conflict on the inside where you can't be unique or you can't be real and transparent even though that is encouraged i think in the vast majority of ministry roles and I'm sure there's some out there where people are maybe transparent, but I don't think that's the norm. You kind of have to put on a smile and do what you need to do and do what your job description says. And and it's like you're doing it for God. So yeah, it's weird. Like it's this weird thing. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, to clarify, I don't think God asks us to do a lot of what we do like with the mentalities that we develop and the the things we make ourselves like push through or agree to or come right. under. I mean, a lot of that's just us thinking that we are doing that for God. But sometimes he'll be like, nope, shut up and do your job. I mean, like sometimes that's real, really the right. Holy Spirit. Like, hey, be, be consistent, do what you said you would, whatever. Like those are good things. But I think it's, I think it's a sign of an unhealthy system if you're having to do that a lot. Mm. I think healthier churches really do have higher levels of real transparency and pushback. Pushback is like a thing to look for in a healthy church. Like not the person that gripes about everything. At some point you have to just move on with right. it. But like like trusted individuals, elders, people that are wise about ministry, outside observers, consultants can really speak into things that need to change and it actually gets changed, that's a sign of health. And as an extreme opposite example, we were mentioning earlier the Mars Hill podcast. That's a narcissist system where you are punished for dissent. That's what, that's the red flag, right? That's what we don't want to feel like we're in. Like, oh, they say that they want us to share our thoughts, but then when we do, we get reprimanded or gossiped about or something weird happens after that or we're not invited to some thing after that or, you know, some sort of weird covert punishment takes place. Then you learn that for next time. Like, okay, apparently they're saying that they want to hear my thoughts, but what they really want is like the moralizing agreement, right? Instead of celebrating gift tension, which is created by God. We're all one body with many parts. When one part suffers, the others suffer with it. Yeah. You specialize in being a 
ear and you specialize in being an eye and you specialize in <laughs> you're going to have different priorities. Right. We have to work together. We have to talk it out. And that looks right. different than just pretending we all agree with the point person's ideas. Mm. So I guess, I don't know. I, th I think healing sometimes looks like being a change in a system that has some level of room for change. And sometimes healing looks like getting the frick out of a place that doesn't make room for that change. So it's a really a discernment process of what ministry you even need to be joining up with <laughs> at some point, right, right? right? I just think of so many friends that have been in so many almost dangerous to their soul situations, but feel this over obligation because it's for God. I don't know. There's no question after that, I guess. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I think you're spot on with that. Having, if someone is in a ministry role where that that they're feeling those things that you just described, there's plenty of other great churches out there that would be more than welcoming to have you on their staff. Yeah, and it's refreshing when you meet those people. When you run into a worship pastor who really cares about discipling his team in worship over performance, when you run into a lead pastor who really wants to serve and shepherd and not not doesn't care about like the number the typical like numbers and growth points that like every stereotypical megachurch pastor is focused on whether they really are in their hearts or not we can't always tell but being a part of a healthy system that's always something i've been really sensitive to and picky about and i think it's because of my gifting set and I don't know where the Lord will bring me in the future as far as any vocational ministry. I mean, I'm certainly helping out at lots of random places as a sub, and I can even tell so much walking into all those different teams, what their strengths are, what they're missing, yeah. what the, every, it's like different families. You're going to visit like different families' homes almost, and you can just see the family system at play everywhere, the vulnerabilities and the strengths. Mm. And there's no perfect place, but there's certainly places I get excited about and places I get nervous about. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my next question is, what would it take to be a part of a church again? <laughs> like as a member or oh. on a staff? Okay, so as a member, that's something still trying to figure out with my wife and I. Like what does stepping into even though it's been three years like what does it mean like going like going back to church and like i feel like a an, an awful christian for not like being a part of a church you know because it is important but what does that look like and it's hard it's like yeah really hard it's really like, hard for me too i don't know all the reasons why it just feels hard it, like my heart just feels like ugh. right like what is making it so hard? Is it is it like the trauma I, we went through just making us hesitant? Or yeah, I, I think that does play a part. And I think there's also like we know how they work, like how how churches work and how the recruitment process works and how serving works and what serving leads to. And you know, you start at least I do go down that path of like, you know what? I I would just want to sit in the back and like not have anybody know anything about me. Right. But that's not healthy either. You're like, please don't try to hire me. 
please don't like please don't only talk to me when you find out that i have ministry gifts right yeah like were you gonna ask me to lunch before that <laughs> oh or even like all of my guitar stuff is still in the closet right like yeah. you don't need to know you don't need to know that, about that. yeah oh my god it's funny so attending the church i think it i think for more for our our girls we have three girls and i think more for them having some sort of foundation and community that they can be a part of but that would be the plus that would be the plus for sure and i don't want to go to something that is like i used to care so much about the quality of music and production and the presentation i just want i just want god's word yeah maybe for me it's a place where there's such a culture of being led by the Holy Spirit in worship mm-hmm. when you're really seeking to hear from the Lord and the word the Bible's being taught like accurately and well right. and beautifully. Other stuff becomes peripheral. I think also for me when the pastor is actually a shepherd, because the word pastor means shepherd. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people who are the point people at these different organizations aren't very shepherdy. And I'm tired of that. Anyone yeah. who yells, I'm out. Anyone who acts arrogant, I'm out. Yeah. Anyone who hurts people's feelings and doesn't disciple them and doesn't shepherd them and doesn't champion for their healing, I can't be there ever. Right. So someone who's actually pastoral. But it's not all about that person. I mean, I'll probably be most hesitant to chat with that person. Like I would, if I were to become part of a church community, I'd be much more comfortable with just like, you know, the singers and the prayer team and the <laughs> random parents that right. I meet and the people who serve in all the random spots than the lead pastor. The lead pastor, that's going to be a lot of walls there for a long time, I think. Mm. That makes sense. So if someone's cool with that, then right. then they understand. <laughs> that would be good. But if they try to, like, push me on that, yeah, no thanks. But, I mean, the second part of your question, like, actually being on a staff oh man that's a that's like that's a miracle like that's like a a divine intervention 180 like god like got in and like you i should probably stop talking about it he's gonna do it yeah you can hear an audible voice he's gonna be like ryan i'm calling you to this team and you'll be like no because everything inside of me like not just that the role of being on staff at a church, but like having to keep office hours, having to like work at a desk and having to like, well, not all churches are, you know, yeah. but like, we're like looking uh, back to like the early 2000s <laughs> when everyone had to do that. <laughs> well, I, I just want to like, I want to do what I do with who I do it with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur. So there's that part too. It's not all about church hurt and trauma. It's like right. who you are too. <laughs> What do you think of, like, I think these teams are really cool that go in and help churches get healthy. Mm. Like Grace that goes and investigates stuff from an outside perspective. Mm -hmm. Or, I don't know, groups that go in and actually diagnose some of those systemic issues. That would be cool just because I see those so easily. Yeah. But then it would also be, like, annoying because if people aren't going to listen to you and actually change, then... Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, that's that takes a lot of humility on the part of that church having that type of consultation come in. Right. Like, it's super, uh, probably a, a lot more 
normal to have someone come in organizationally and like, let's see how we can structure everybody and right. get everybody in the in the right seats, which is important. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of people doing that spiritually. Right. Yeah. It would be interesting to use some of those gifts one of right. those days. It would be cool though if I had like a shut it down card. Like I go into a place that's just too far gone and I'm just right. like, shut it down. Well, like, oh, thanks for your, just your recommendation. But yeah, <laughs> you guys are too far off track. You're doing more harm than good at this point. Yeah, I think of like the restaurant ratings. Uh, yeah. Like the Dre rating. Yeah. <laughs> like y'all, A, B, or C. Yeah. You have not been up to code for a long time. Oh, there's roaches over there in the prayer <laughs> ministry. <laughs> oh my gosh. I got to use my critical personality for some good.